Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What what is is that? Caliendo. Like- <laughs> Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Ah, yes. Once again, the most interesting man in the world brings us into the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, brought to you by the good people of Chevy. It is the first non-playing season edition of this show as uh, we are in the middle of february right in that nether region of the national football league schedule in the month of february between the super bowl and the combine when most people who work every single day uh hard at work in the playing season making sure that we bring it to you the best of our ability with nfl network and nfl media usually this is the time when some of us take a break but not uh not your humble host here not your humble narrator here uh, Chris Long, Chris Brockman, you're still at your posts as well, correct? Indeed, Rich. Yes, is we one, are. Is one of you playing with Velcro right now? Is oh, that possible? That is. I am. You know? Wow. It's, it's amazing what these things pick up. It's Unbelievable. Also, it's also my spidey sense. I was bitten by a radioactive <laughs> spider just after the Super Bowl in New Orleans. You know, you never know what you might get bitten by in the bayou, you know. And, well, uh, the French Quarter, Rich, it's very dangerous. Very Thank dangerous. You for, yeah, it is. You never know. You never know. Uh, and I have, since the Super Bowl, been uh, proudly proclaiming my uh, ability to not even set a single toenail on Bourbon Street for the nine-day stay of our Super Bowl coverage. Not once. I've been proudly touting that to people. So I'm very pleased about that. Yeah, I was the complete opposite. I was there a few times. I've been recovering. The latex salesman, Brockman. I felt felt like I was there through osmosis talking to you guys. Well, I mean, you were were channeling your inner Super Bowl city through the edit bag. I was. Putting together a fabulous edition of the Super Bowl uh, special and um, breaking news: We have a combine special coming. Yes, we do. A combine special coming is now. We are turning our attention to the uh, the National Scouting Combine, the annual Underwear Olympics, as Mike <laughs> Mayock calls it from time to time, where the top athletes from uh, uh, the collegiate level, or most of them, some not not everybody who's draft eligible or eventually going to be drafted, is going to the combine. Usually, they have about a ninety eight percent accuracy rate on this sort of thing about inviting future draftees to uh, to a scouting combine, but uh, the best of the best are essentially going to get under one roof on um, on the uh, Saturday of Oscar weekend, and um, that is going to be uh, a lot of fun as the scouting combine hits uh, Lucas Oil Stadium again, and we will be all over that, as well as the Oscars as we normally do on this podcast, guys. This is the way we're rolling here. Yes. Can we we got to say who it is, it's right? Fant- well, okay. it's, it's fantastic that we've really elevated and become an Oscar staple. I hope so. I, I, I'd like to consider ourselves such. I don't know if anybody associated with the Oscars would consider that. <laughs> I mean, last year, Brockman, you planted the flag with Heinz Ward. We on did. The red carpet, right? And it was, a, it was fantastic. It just worked out. There was, a, there was a sea of Steelers fans in the house, 
And, of course, they went crazy when they saw Hines, and, and it was his last official duty it as was. a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because he was released the next day. He was. Yes. Which we did not uh, tell to uh, those who we were pitching <laughs> this gig to the past few weeks that we've been combing the National Football League landscape for somebody to, uh, to pick up where Hines Ward left off and maybe take this whole uh, gig to a new level for those who were just – I guess, new to this thing, last year we put Heinz Ward on the red carpet for the podcast, and you were right next to the, the folks from Extra, right? Uh, we, were, we were next to uh, a Chinese broadcast team okay. that seemed to be broadcasting live. So like uh, the, the, the Shanghai Extra. Right. They were, they were to our right. Okay. To our left was Telemundo. And uh, next to Telemundo was a uh, friend of the program, Kevin Frazier. Kevin Frazier. Yes. yes. Kay Frazier was there. Okay. So, I mean, in other words, we are part of the paparazzi. We are smack dab in the middle. We couldn't you, be any closer. And you were at the end of the red carpet, right? Just in the entrance of the we Kodak Theater. We were right at the mouth of the Kodak Theater, literally one of the last stops before uh, the celebrities, the actors, the actresses went inside. Okay. So now we don't know, Chris Law, if we have the same piece of real estate, correct? We don't well, know. We, we... we don't know. Uh, she has told us it's a good spot though she again. from the oscars she the, from the your, oscars your, yes okay uh, but we're we're there we've got a spot we have real estate and we now have a name of our correspondent <laughs> we, and we not did. just any name <laughs> chris brockman <laughs> you are going back as the producer i will and be back your there. hands are full because the the podcast representative on the red carpet is rob gronkowski yes who we said last week was out but now he's back in and it's confirmed <laughs> this was after he kicked his friend in the family jewels. Uh, right. In the Musburgers. Yeah. In the Musburgers. <laughs> kicked him in the Musburgers and flipped him over shirtless on a stage somewhere in a dance club in Did in you Las see Vegas. the story today uh, on Monday or Tuesday that came out his bar tab from that uh, oh, no. excursion? I, I, I missed that. It was nearing 10,000. Oh, my Lord. Brockman, your hands... I don't even think I don't even think Allstate could say that his hands would be more full than what your hands will be. Oh my goodness! On Oscar weekend, and that's 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 what's going to be a lot of fun. That's always, um, for some reason, I don't know why it always coincides with with Combine weekend. Yes, it, or at least it has for I think like uh, nine of the ten years that we've covered the Combine. One year it didn't. I forget why. But um, so it's going to coincide again. Brockman, you will be on the red carpet. That's going to be on uh, Sunday, the 24th. The combine begins on Sunday, uh, Saturday, the 23rd on NFL Network. And um, this year I will be doing the play by play from the booth in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There's a little switch in the NFL Network coverage of this. I mean, we're still going to do the same thing. But instead of me, Mayock, and a bunch of folks um, uh, at the big desk, yeah, at the big desk. It's going to be me and Mayock in the booth. Where they like call headsets. the actual game from. Yeah. Like where the, where wow. Fox and then there'll CBS. be a side. And, and then there'll be, there'll be a main set um, uh, in the atrium area of Lucas Oil. There'll be uh, Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers on our staff roaming the field. We'll be all over. More graphics, more everything. It's all coming. Uh, but it's still essentially Mike Mayock's show. I mean, it's still, it's still he talks, we listen. And um, most of the NFL does the same thing. So why not get him on the phone? And we're going to do that on this show to preview the hold on combine. That's yes, what we got coming. absolutely. And then next week for the actual combine week, we'll have uh, another, I guess, pre-combine regular, right? We've done this with him the last two years. Yeah, I, I believe we've right? had him on multiple times, but definitely the week before every, every year. The, the general manager years. of the, yeah, the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, Thomas Dimitrov. 
because again, there is no meat in Dimitrov. Yes. Right. There's, it's Dimitrov right. Right. because he is a vegan, and we always ask him about that. And he's a regular listener to this show. I frequently get texts from him. He's on the treadmill during the season. He, he's a regular downloader of the podcast. Friend of the program. We'll, we'll let you know what it's like to be a, a talent evaluator on the cusp of uh, the uh, burst, uh, the huge opening of the uh, talent evaluation portion of the National Football League calendar. It's flat out in the open. All 32 teams are on the same page. That's all they're focusing on is what is going to happen moving forward. Uh, free agency and things of that nature. Um, that's next week. And uh, to preview the Oscars, Jim Morris Sr. is going to come back. Jim Morris Sr. So, but, but in terms of free agency right now, I mean, the, the news essentially before we get to Mayock, it's all, I guess, about what the Ravens are going to do with Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. Have any of you in the last week just sat there and said those words in your mind and went, wait a minute, that, that did happen. Uh, I, I have been avoiding saying those words <laughs> since all right, Patriot championship fan. weekend. All right, Patriot fan. <laughs> But at least you lost to the eventual champion, right? I guess. I guess. Thing away. I guess. For for what it's worth. (laughs) Can you? But I'm serious. I mean, when we were sitting around back in September doing the preseason picks, are we going to hit that today too? In 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 family business. Uh, Oh, we can. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I have our uh, our winner, if you will, of the REP picks. And you know, as you were just about to say, though, there was one guy who was on that train. Well, I mean, and and he's currently the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. And and so so he knows how how difficult it's going to be to move forward in that division in Michael Lombardi, although we thought he was bat guano insane. Absolutely. To say that Flacco was going to be the MVP of the season, he was off on that, but MVP of the Super Bowl, that is something no one can ever take away from Joe Flacco. And he predicted the Harbaugh. He did that. Wow. Good thing he's out of the media. He's making us all look bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. How, how did our picks end up? <laughs> well, no. we'll hit that later on. Yeah, but it just it's really struck me as just, wow, Flacco won the Super Bowl, and he won the MVPs. He's Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he didn't just win it. He was spectacular throughout was. the playoffs. He, he was unbelievable. Have, he could well, 11 touchdowns, no picks. The yep. 11 touchdowns ties Kurt Warner's record for most in a in a single postseason. He has as many postseason victories now as Peyton Manning. Same number of Super Bowl MVPs, same number of Super Bowl wins as Aaron Rodgers, as Drew Brees, as Peyton Manning. I mean, the list can go on and on, right? Right. And um, so it is remarkable. It is remarkable. It is, and, and the question is, franchise tags, that's going to be coming later this this month, or the beginning of it at least. I mean, people are talking mean? about letting him go. That would well. That was like trading him. They were never going to really let him go. But and 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 Steve Bashotti at the Super Bowl when when I interviewed him did say that you know as, uh, to my understanding that Peyton Manning played on the franchise tag two consecutive. Years. <laughs> so hopefully that you know this won't you know because franchise tags are, are come with uh, a very emotional uh, negotiation to follow that. So we'll see what happens unfolding. That who else might get franchise tagged? Well, that'll begin to trickle out during the combine. Uh, Michael Vick in the past week uh, restructured his contract. Yes, he's he going to compete for the job. Just compete for the job. Your Eagles law. He's back. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm glad. I, I figured that's what he'd have to do. No team was going to give him that same money. So you know the Eagles obviously saved a few bucks, and he still got a decent incentive-laden contract. If I'm the Eagles, though, I freeze Nick Foles in that carbonite they froze Han Solo in <laughs> between now and the be- and then just unfreeze him at the beginning of training camp. Yeah, because he's got to stay healthy. I mean, and and Chip Kelly, I mean, um, probably looked at the landscape and thought, well, who can I bring in right now that can help me win games uh, with my system? And he said something interesting. He said that 
there's going to be more than enough reps in his practices to go around for everybody. And that's what I've heard is that there are you know, practices at Oregon, very high tempo, 90 snaps in yeah. practices, things that are unheard of in the National Football League. And if a lot of people are wondering, how is Kelly going to bring that to a professional level? Where pros are, you know, there's practices, there are rules and, and regulations in regard to practices, and 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 um, and professionals who who don't want to go don't through like nine to yeah. right, you know, yeah. that'll be interesting. That's one of the couple of things that I, I took away from that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see how how that all translates to the I mean if history level. has taught us anything it's that Michael Vick is not going to play a full season That's so correct. at some point Nick Foles is going to get an opportunity That's we, correct. You remember they were talking during the Super Bowl too of his interest in Dennis Dixon the Ravens backup and his former right. quarterback at Oregon but we'll see we'll see if Well he'd have to be the too. third man in at this point. Yeah. I mean I think we can agree this is Michael Vick's last shot in the National Football League. I don't know if you can say that. Really? Not, I mean why not? I mean please. Dude look I I mean quarterbacks if look at Gar- Jeff Garcia how long he lasted yeah you know what I mean I mean if, as long as Vic wants to keep on playing and, and there's enough guys that think he can stay healthy or hope that he can and then again one year from now we could be talking about Michael Vick as a Super Bowl MVP for real you can't ever say anymore that something's out of the realm of possibility if I told you in our first non-playing season podcast of last year, guys, that one year later Flacco would be the Super Bowl MVP and Tim Tebow will have gone through a season in, the, in New York City without hardly playing a single snap, you would have told me I was crazy. Crazy. And that yeah. Tebow is completely is one of the more irrelevant public figures in the National Football League one year later. And that Adrian Peterson would win MVP. On and on it goes. <laughs> He'd be done. On and on it goes. So you can't say anymore. So why not, for if you're Chip Kelly and, and the, the, you're hoping that he can stay healthy, and then if not, you've got to coach Nick Foles up from the get-go. From the get-go. And those are, I guess, the two main stories that have happened so far, along with, I guess, um, first mock drafts coming out, a lot of Geno Smith Ooh. being penciled in, first overall choice yeah. for the Chiefs, seeing that a lot. Um, as the, you know, I mean, mock drafts right now, I guess for our purposes we can take a look at them. But um, I mean, in two months, they all change. Well, it's time to really just get the, down to brass tacks here and, and figure out who's available and who isn't. Because last year, you could pretty much tell who it, what one and two was going to be from, from Jump Street. And maybe even one, two, and three. You know, with Khalil. Yeah, Khalil was pretty... Right? This year, this year, I mean, it is just take the, take the, the chessboard and throw it in the air and see where the pieces land. I, I, it's crazy. It's amazing how far Matt Barkley's draft status has fallen, and now he's obviously doing everything at the Combine and saying it's his I, biggest day. I would day. bet that it creeps back up. I would imagine him as a first-rounder. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's just stop ending the speculation and get to the man who knows everything, right? I mean, he's sure. the best in the business. They're, you know, With all due respect to Mel Kuyper, there's really only one guy in my mind, and, uh, and it's the guy who's on the phone. I don't know if I'm showing my age when I say this man is the E.F. Hutton of the National Football League Network's coverage of the Combine and the entire talent evaluation season. Um, but when uh, when Mike Mayock talks, people listen, certainly this time of year. Good to speak with you, Mike Mayock. How are you, sir? I'm good, Rich. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. This is the first time, I think, really, with a full season of 13 games for NFL Network and the full complement of games that you do for NBC and then coming into this portion of the year which in many ways could be your busiest 
with the amount of time that you're watching tape, film, and prepping for everything, pro days, this, that, the other thing. Are you are you are you okay, Mike? Are you ready for this? Are you <laughs> have you gone through some sort of physical regimen yourself to prepare yourself for this for this stretch? Hydration, yes. coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kinda harken back to the days when I used to chew tobacco in a wishful fashion. <laughs> Keep me awake while I'm watching tape, but you know what? The one thing I did, Rich, that was kind of—I'm I, I, happy I did—is uh, there's a young guy working at NFL Films named Josh Cohen, who was a quarterback at Dartmouth, and we hired him uh, about a year and a half ago. And while you and I were busy on Thursday nights, yeah, he was collating a bunch of college tape for me, and I, I told him what I wanted and how I wanted it done, but. It enabled me to kind of hit the ground running once we got done our Thursday night schedule. I already had cut-ups of a lot of the top players, and I could just sit down and get to work. And plus, of course, you, you watched all those games from the booth on NBC for Notre Dame. Let me just start with this starting off right now. Who was the best player you saw on the college gridiron with your own two eyes last year that's available in this year's draft? Oof, that's a good one. Um in person, uh, you know, you, you start with the Notre Dame team, and they probably have two first-round picks. And regardless of what happens, you know, going forward with the whole Manti Teo thing, um, if you put the tape on and look at his body of work over four years, he's a first-round inside linebacker and an impact player. And they've got a pretty special tight end named Tyler Eifert, um, who I also think is going to be a first-round pick. He's about 6'6", 250, runs well, catches extremely well. He, he fits that new mold of tight end in today's NFL. And then if you start to expand out to some of the teams, you know, I saw them play against, Stanford, what a surprise. You know, they've got their own tight end who could go ahead of Tyler Eifert in Zach Ertz. And he's six feet six plus, runs well, catches they're the two top tight ends I saw personally and probably the top two tight ends on anybody's board. Um, Stanford's got a linebacker named Chase Thomas who's probably a second or third round guy. You know who's going to be fun, Rich? Who's that? Is the quarterback from Michigan. You know, your alma mater. Did you, know? <laughs> you think so? I mean, I, I was going to hold off to get to him at some point in our conversation, but where where does he stand? I mean, is is, is his best hope – that somebody looks at him and thinks Randall Cobb could that be? Is that his best hope yeah, going to this draft? So. I, I I do think so, and and everybody knows. I th- I think including the young man that he's not going to be a quarterback. Um, and I give him credit. He went to the Senior Bowl as a wide receiver, and he had a nerve. He had some nerve damage down through his arm to his into his wrist and hand. Well, he's been dealing with that all season long. That's why. Yeah, and and it wasn't quite ready to go in the first. Uh, the first practice, they let him catch some passes, but he couldn't compete live. And then the rest of the week, he competed. And I, I think most kids would have pulled out of that situation, especially with a position change. You know, nervous that you know you want to show your best. And and I really felt like this kid earned some points from the NFL community by going out there less than 100 percent with a position change. And there's one thing I know about this kid. I, I know actually there are two things I know. I know he's tough because he touched the ball, carried the ball over 700 times at Michigan, you know, and, and you better be tough to do that. And I also know he's really quick. I don't know what he's going to run a 40 in, and I just know he's quick as can be. The things we have to find out are, is he a natural catcher of the football? And I don't think I found that out, yay or nay, at the Senior Bowl. 
and whether or not he can run some routes and get in and out of breaks. And, you know, I've heard people talk about second or third round. I've heard people talk about fifth or sixth round. Mm. But this whole thing will shake out at some point. And I really think he's going to be a slot receiver and a return guy with a chance to, to – I think he's got a chance because he's so quick and tough. So is he one of those guys that we're going to see at the Combine and and say he's – this is – you know, for some, this is a big event where you can make a lot of money in that respect. We talk about that every year where – well, back in the old days when the when the draft system was such where you could truly make a lot of money in that regard. But is he one of those guys that you put in the category that the Combine can mean so much – for him, he can open some eyes in that regard, or or people already figure out he is what he is at this point. I don't think anybody's figured him out, and I think that's why the process going forward, the combine, his pro day, all of his individual workouts with teams. Uh, if I'm an NFL team, I'd be intrigued by this kid. He's so quick, he's so tough, he's a, he's a good leader, he's a good kid. You know, when you start talking about where are the Wes Welker type receivers in the NFL. You know, you start with quickness, which is an ability to win early that your your quarterback can trust, which is what Tom Brady trusts Wes Welker to do, win quickly. And I think the kid can win quickly. And I think he's tough. And you better be really tough if you're going over the middle 16 weeks in a row. Right. And that's what a slot receiver does. So if I'm an NFL team, I'm saying, man, this kid's kind of intriguing, and I want to get him – at the combine, I want to get him in his pro day, and then I want to get him on an individual workout away from everybody else's eyes, and I want to have my quarterback throw him about 80 balls. And I want to see how easily and naturally he can get out of breaks, focus, and catch a football. Let's talk about the, I guess, the traditional quarterbacks in that sense um, in this year's class. Matt Barkley, two weeks before the combine, called the uh, combine the biggest test of my life. "Quote unquote, this is like the SAT times thousands, and um, it appears that he's going to throw at the combine. What do you What do you see when you see Matt Barkley? And even though I've been told never to really ask two part questions, the the USC quarterbacks in this league, Sanchez being the most prominent one, and and you know where I'm going with this, and Carson Liner, Palmer, Lonard, yes." Does, and, and John David Booty. Does that count against him coming into the combine, just merely based on what his predecessors have done in the National Football League? Let's start with the latter. Okay. Um, I'm never a big believer that you knock a kid on past performance or raise a kid on past performance. But, but I, will, I will tell you this. I find myself looking at the Alabama kids and feeling like I know what I'm getting with them. I know that they're being coached hard. They're playing against SEC competition every year. And I kind of look at the Alabama kids and I go, okay, you know, I think I'm almost unconsciously pushing them higher because I feel like I know what kind of performance I'm going to get from them. So I'm, in effect, rewarding them for where they went to school. There are some other colleges around the country where certain NFL teams don't like to draft any of their players. They just don't feel like it's the right kind of environment a kid's coming from. So when I look at a kid, a USC quarterback, am I going to say you're Matt Leinart or you're Mark Sanchez or you're John David Booty? Or No, I'm really not, and, and I'm going to look at the body of his work. And I'll tell you where I am with him right now, Rich, is I'm confused because I watched a lot of his tape a year ago, and the two things I knew was that he didn't take sacks and he didn't throw interceptions. And this year, man, the tape is different, and he can make every throw. And he's got a good but not a great arm. He's smart, but 
he makes a bunch of bad decisions and throws, which is what I thought this kid wouldn't do. So, um, as a matter of fact, when you called me a little while ago, mm-hmm. I was putting in tape of he and, and Robert Woods, his junior wide receiver, because i gotta, I got to make sure I feel good about him also. But I watched about probably 12 hours of Geno Smith over the weekend. I watched a bunch of Barkley, and I'm still confused. And that's the big difference in this draft, I think, this year, is that over the last several years, we've had defined quarterback play at the top, and we still talk about him ad nauseum, you know. Everybody laughed at me last year at this time. I, I, I was trying to tell people Ryan Tannehill not only was going to be a first-round pick, but he might be a top-ten guy. Right. You know, and that's what happens with these quarterbacks. And I don't know who the best quarterback is yet, and I don't know if there's a first-round quarterback. No. Yet I hear all these people talking about Geno Smith going number one. Number one overall, Mike. So it's, it's, I'm fascinated, Rich. This is going to be by far – the most confusing quarterback draft we've had in years. And plus, you know, I mean, the Chiefs fans, everybody mentions over and over again, I think you mentioned this with uh, Nestler and the broadcast when we had the Chiefs in uh, San Diego this past year on Thursday Night Football. Todd Blackledge was the last time they used a first-round yep. draft choice on a quarterback. And here they are first overall in a system in which, you know, obviously you can't make a mistake first overall ever. But now, you know, the, the money... And the the way that this works sort of softens any blow, but still, you can't make that mistake. If you're going to go Geno Smith number one overall, if you're Andy Reid, do you consider that right now? At first blush, we haven't seen him throw at the combine yet, et cetera, et cetera. Where we currently stand, is he, in your estimation, the first overall pick in this draft? I have a hard time buying into that, and, and that's what I meant a minute ago by saying I didn't even know if I knew. I, did, I couldn't even pound the table today for a first-round quarterback, let alone a first-pick quarterback. So I watched a bunch of Geno Smith, and he can make every throw. He's athletic. The ball jumps out of his hand. Um, but there's a lot of things that make me nervous about him. He, he misses people by wide margins for no reason. Um, I, I see a little bit of hesitancy with the blitz. and, and pre- When that first read is not there, it does, it's not as pretty on the second or third read. His eyes come down. He, he makes mistakes. It's, so I'm not saying he's not the first pick yet because, for me, it's a process also. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Rich, could you imagine you're Ryan Grigson a year ago, yeah. the new GM of Indianapolis, and you got your choice of RG3 and Andrew Luck. <laughs> you, you, are, you are giving voice to what Chiefs fans are saying right now, like of all the years. Of all the years for them to have the first overall choice, I, I think that's where you're going John right now. Dorsey, the new GM from Green Bay, <laughs> and he's sitting there going, "You know, if you could, if you could just be in a situation where you felt comfortable about that guy, it would be wonderful." But here's where I'm. Here's where I think this draft is heading, Rich. Record number of underclassmen, and they're really good. They're not great, but they're really good. I think we've got more depth for the first three rounds than maybe any time you and I have ever done this draft. Really? And, but I'm not seeing the difference makers at the top end. Every year we've had a quarterback or a Von Miller or, or some – I'm not seeing the explosive difference makers at the top end of this draft, and I'm not sure that the fifth pick is that much better than the 20th pick hmm. or the 30th pick. Wow. Well, and, and so I'm seeing great depth. The good news is I think there's a lot of depth here – 
and there are a lot of really good football players. But I don't. For instance, the best player I've seen on tape is the guard from Alabama, Chance Warmack. Now he's not going number one, but he's the best football player. You know, remember a couple of years ago we were arguing about Indomitian and Sue and Gerald McCoy, mm-hmm. difference makers. This draft, whether Rich Eisen likes it or not, is going to be an offensive tackle, offensive guard, defensive tackle kind of draft. That's where the strength is right now is what you're saying. Yep. Well, if I'm an owner in the NFL, just to button this quarterback discussion up, if I'm an owner in the NFL, first of all, I'm on a a boat in the Bahamas right now not talking to you, but that's neither (laughs) here nor there. But if I'm an owner in the NFL, I'm calling my talent evaluators into a room, and I'm saying this. Three years ago, there was Cam Newton. We understand he was first overall. But two years ago, Colin Kaepernick was sitting in there. Last year, Russell Wilson was sitting around there. And the way offenses are going in the NFL, you got to have a quarterback who can be a dual threat. I love this pistol stuff. I might not be sold on it, but I see there was a kid 75th overall who appears to be a diamond in the rough, a kid who was 35th overall two years before, took his team to the Super Bowl in just his 10th start. There's got to be a guy like that in the draft. Who is that guy? If I ask you that question, you obviously this is uh, this is conjecture, but who do you think that kid is I don't in this have year's him. draft? I don't have him. I mean, and, and trust me, I'm looking for him. <laughs> um, and, and I'm with you. I don't think it, the, the league is necessarily going 100% of the, the pistol and the gun, all that stuff. But I'm a huge proponent of it, and I love the athletic quarterback. And all you got to do is kind of run four or five option-type plays a game. You don't have to kill your quarterback. You just need the threat of it. The hint of it is enough to drive defense. Defense is crazy. So I like it. But if you're saying to me that you know, the days of Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning are over, I'd say you're nuts. You know, you, you know Mike Lennon from North Carolina State, might be a six foot six human flamethrower and all pro for the next fifteen years because he's got a huge arm and that's who he is. I think there's room for exemplary talent of regardless of the style of quarterback. Does that make sense? Yes it does. If you're really good. If if you've got special talents at the quarterback position, NFL teams are smart enough to take advantage of that. I'm just not sure you know, is that is that seventy fifth pick? Is it the kid from Florida State, EJ Manuel? Yeah, he's a big, strong kid. He's got a little bit of running skill to him. I don't know. I, what, I'm what about I'm the, still looking for him. There's a kid from from Arizona named Matt Scott who's off the radar. That's an athletic kid that runs and throws. But um, what about the kid I, from Syracuse? What about Ryan Nassib? What about him? Ryan Nassib is a Nassib. kid I've seen play since his sophomore year in high school because uh, he went to Malvern Prep. The same high, the same team my son played on, so I've seen Ryan for years, and he's a sneaky athletic kid that reminds me a little bit more of the Andy Dalton type guy than he does the Russell Wilson type guy. He's got a really, he's got a good arm. Uh, he, he's smart as can be, really smart kid, tough, hardworking kid, uh, but he doesn't have a big, he doesn't have a gun. He's got a good arm, and he's probably a second or third round guy, and. Teams are going to like him the closer they get to the draft because when coaches get involved and start putting that kid up on the board and start asking him questions, they're going to like his answers. So a little bit like Kirk Cousins last year 
and Andy Dalton the year before, I think he'll start to push up boards when coaches get involved. Well, you know, you, everyone's going to be thinking that the Bills will be interested in him for obvious reasons because you always draw lines because, uh, yep. you know, uh, their current coach was his college coach right yep. now. And But then again, you got to be careful of that. Remember a few years ago uh, when, uh, when Taylor Mays was coming out? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was like, Pete Carroll's going to be all over him. Especially when, for a minute, we thought he was faster than Chris Johnson. Remember that with the whole thing with the unofficial times and official times? And, we and thought, and again, it cracks me up because as big as big and good looking and fast as that kid was, he still wasn't a great player, and you could see it on tape. But we were all getting carried away with it. And we were, and then and then uh, we were shocked. We're not so shocked, but some people I, were shocked. You weren't, but some people were no. shocked at, at draft when they go Earl Thomas. And look, look who's going to Hawaii every single year now. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's remarkable how you can connect dots, but the dots never need to be connected, and that's just part of uh, you well, know. Take it a step further. Then Pete, after he took Earl Thomas, he took a guy named Cam Chancellor. Oh my lord! Who was the Taylor Mays lookalike from Virginia Tech? How good are they? How good are these guys? How good are they picking players too up in the Pacific Northwest? They are awesome. It's pretty cool, man. I, I like the they way that John great. Schneider and Pete Carroll building that team. So if your team basically needing some interior line help, you're you're in luck this year is what you're saying. I you're love saying. the offensive line. I love the defensive tackles especially. And what I'm seeing, Rich, is that a lot of those junior defensive ends slash outside linebackers, I'm seeing all these mock drafts where these guys are going one, two, and three. And I, and I don't think they're as good as that. So basically – um, I'm not as high on some of the, the underclass defensive ends, but I'm very high on the defensive tackles, the offensive tackles, the guards. They're, they're, well, where do you see this? Kid? Where do you see Howie Long, son? <laughs> they, they, he keeps churning them out, doesn't he? I'm telling you, this kid's six six, three oh five, without an ounce of fat on him, has played very little football, and the sky's the limit oh, for the kids. What so. is that like for you? You must have seen him in the crib, right? Well, <laughs> seriously. Because Howie was the guy who – did you take him around? He'd take you around He was college. my recruit at BC. And then because I had a fifth year, we ended up being roommates in the Blue-Gray All-Star game. And we've been buddies ever since. And uh, it, it's just really fun. And I didn't really know the kids that well growing up because we lived, you know, in different areas of the country. But mm-hmm. uh, have always been close with Howie. And watching his sons play now is really kind of cool for me. I bet it is. So uh, just a few more questions for you here. Who is – because you take a look at the top pass rushers in the league. They, they're, all, they're all guys in their second, third year. Who do you yeah. think can, has an opportunity to break out uh, Watt-like, Alden Smith-like, Von Miller-like? Who do you think in this draft has the best ability to come in, put his fingers in the dirt, go hunt, and be an impact player? Yeah, he, there's some really interesting guys here, Rich. And, and Ziggy Ansah from BYU – is is intriguing. The kid came from Ghana, has been playing football for three years. At, at six foot seven, two hundred and sixty pounds, Rich, he ran a twenty one nine, two hundred meters a couple years ago. Okay, so this is a kid that that people are comparing to Jason Pierre Paul from a talent perspective. He's much more raw than Pierre Paul was when he came out. That's pretty raw. It's really raw. <laughs> but you you don't. You, he went to the Senior Bowl and during you. During the week in practice, you didn't even notice him, and then he dominated the game. He was best player on the field in the game. So he's a guy 
that could walk in and cause, if he gets coached well, and he's going to end up being a situational pass rusher as a rookie. Remember, Alden Smith had that role two years ago where he only played in uh, sub-package, and I thought that was great for Alden Smith, not having to really worry about offensive tackles beating on him in the run game. And I think that's similar with Ziggy Ansah. Um, people are kind of going nuts on Bjorn Warner, the defensive end from Florida State, high production, high motor guy. Reminds me a little bit of Chris Long, actually. Um, but I don't see him as a top five kind of player at all. The Mingo kid from LSU, I don't see him as a top five or a top player. People are going nuts on Demontre Moore, who they're saying looks a lot like Von Miller from A&M. And I see talent, but I don't see the Von Miller um, um, toughness and intensity. So the defensive end outside linebacker thing is interesting. I'll give you one guy who I do like, though, is Deion Jordan from Oregon, six foot seven. And I think he can grow into a monster at defensive end or outside linebacker. And then the defensive tackles, man. There's some difference makers there, I think. Uh, Sharif Floyd from Florida, star Lotolole from Utah, who a lot of people think is a top three pick. Uh, Sheldon Richardson from Missouri. Um, I've got first-round grades on six or seven defensive tackles. That many won't go, but that's how highly I think of that group. There'll be a run. What about uh, in the secondary? Is there any standout guys in your estimation? Well, the the corner from Alabama, Dee Milner, is probably a top ten corner. And he's long, and he's tough, and he tackles. We don't know what his long speed is yet, and that's the big key with the, the corners this year is after Milner, there's a group of three or four guys like Xavier Rhodes from Florida State, Jonathan Banks from Mississippi State, and then Desmond Trufant and Jordan Poyer, who both played at the Senior Bowl. And we need to see how fast these guys are. They're, most of them are boundary corners, meaning they're, they're tough and tackle, but typically aren't, at, aren't the 4-4 type of guys. And I think the, the combine is going to be critical for the corner class this year because all I hear from the NFL guys right now is what's the long speed of these guys. So I really like the corner class. It's two to three rounds deep this year, but I have some significant questions about what the speed is uh, there's a safety from Texas named Kenny Vaccaro, who I think is a first-round guy, and, and I'm anxious to see him work out, along with another safety named Matt Elam from Florida. So I, I like the corners and safeties this year. We just don't, I just don't see three or four corners like we've seen in other years. Um, how, how restful should Chris Johnson be sleeping, do you think? <laughs> Let's put it that way. Should he? Should, the, should he put four his head? Yeah, and the four two four. Should he? Is he? Is he going to sleep like a baby through this combine, or is there I somebody that? I think he's good. The, the one guy that I'm, I'm kind of really interested in seeing run is the the Patterson kid from Tennessee, a wide receiver who. You heard me say earlier. I haven't seen any really explosive difference makers. This kid's only played one year of um, Division One football. And I put the tape on. I just my jaw dropped. His ability to he's, and he's big. I don't think he's running four two four, but he's six three, two hundred plus pounds, and he flies. And he makes people miss all over the field. And I don't really know. All I know is his ceiling could be really exciting because he's so darn raw. And I can't wait to see him run. So um, I, I think that uh, CJ can sleep pretty. Pretty easily on this one. I'm not seeing any 424s. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about Teo, though, Mike, before I let you go, uh, because so much was made, obviously, 
uh, with the catfishing and all of that business and his appearance on Katie Couric. Who knew that we would be mentioning her name at any point of a scouting combine ever? Hey, but I did that show, Rich. What do you mean? I did the Katie Couric show. What do you mean you did it? Were you, were you a part of that? I missed that. I was, and I hit the cutting room floor because the interview <laughs> ran over. What do you mean? You were, Katie, uh, Katie. I really sucked. <laughs> or you, the Manti Teo interview ran over. She red Katie flagged Couric, you? You got red flagged by Katie Couric? Is that what happened? She interviewed me for, for the right after she got done with Teo. They got me uh, via satellite from Mobile. And I did like five minutes, which I think ended up on their website. That's what I was told. Anyway. My, I hate to break it to you, Mike, but are you sure that the person who was Katie Couric was real <laughs> when she called you up? Now, Were you catfished by somebody passing themselves off as Katie Couric? Because I didn't see you on that show, Mike. I'm you just know what? saying. It's easy. It's, it's, it's easy to be catfished. I'm just saying. You sounded like Katie Couric, but you're right. I, I never. <laughs> did you ever FaceTime? Did you ever. Did, <laughs> We never went out to dinner. We you never, never hung out. No kidding. How, how much, though, is this going to – because the, the young man is going to be asked this, um, yep. we assume, 32 different times. Yep. Uh, unless – let's put it this way. Have you heard of any teams flat out taking him off their board? No, have, it's too early for that, but, but there are two schools of thought. At least this is what I took away from the Senior Bowl. And I talked to – I'm going to tell you – probably 10 general managers about this, point blank, all off the record. And six or seven of them said, look, he's a 21-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. Is he naive and and is it embarrassing? Yeah, but we've all made mistakes at age 21, and and this is certainly, uh, although hard to believe, it's certainly not as bad as a lot of mistakes that other kids have made. Um, Two or three of them, though, said, look, I got a problem. The kid lied to his parents and then had an opportunity nationally when he found out what really happened to put an end to all of it. And he, he continued to lie to the entire nation. And do you want a liar in your locker room? And there's a lot more homework that has to go into this kid. So I really believe most of the league, if it all pans out as we've heard, and I think most of the league's going to kind of look at it and say, okay, as long as we can see, touch, and feel this kid and come away feeling like he's a good, solid kid who got duped, we're fine. The evaluation on the field stands. I think the interesting thing, though, Rich, is that when you evaluate kids from a character perspective, up until that point, he got plus, plus, plus for character. You know, leadership, mentorship. He was one of those guys that people were starting to say, is this the next Ray Lewis as far as galvanizing an entire locker room? Now he's not going to get the benefit of that plus, plus, plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just seem to me if 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 he's still around when twenty one, he's a perfect Bengal, right? And um, or if he drops to the second round, he's just this just smells like a Belichick pick, where he can completely insulate him from any media, right? And then he'll go to ten Pro Bowls. That's what this sounds like to me. I don't think he's going into the second round. I, I think he's too good a football player, especially as it, there, there's a linebacker at LSU named Mentor who's, who's a better player than I thought he was when I put the tape on. He's a good player, and some people think he might go before Teo as far as the first of the inside linebackers, mm-hmm. but um, there's also this freakish athlete named Ogletree from Georgia that, people are, that played inside that people are trying to decide, is he an outside, is he an inside, what is he? Um, so... You know, this time of year, Rich, we, we get a lot more questions than answers, man. Right. What about the Honey Badger? Last one for you. What do you expect out of him? I haven't put his tape on, and that's a good question. Um, 
a lot of people talk about him as a high-level corner. I don't think that's really going to be the case. Now, you got to put. I, I think he's a better football player on tape than what he's than what his height, weight, speed will indicate. I'm not sure he's the fastest guy. I think he's quicker than fast, and I think he's got a great feel for the game of football with the limited I've seen of this kid. So he's an interesting kid, and once I see him work out at the Combine, then I'm going to go do my homework on the kid tape-wise. And I, and I heard you during the Super Bowl broadcast touting this Leon Sandcastle, Mike, um, as we all are right now. I mean, he's... If, you, if you heard me, then you heard it very quickly. <laughs> yeah, hey, you made it more than the Katie Couric episode, though. Yeah, you were yeah, in it, you're right? Right. Hey, you're, even two seconds will be longer than Katie. Right. <laughs> Keep an eye out for the Sandcastle kid. <laughs> Sandcastle kid could be the first overall pick because you know four two with a forty three inch vertical at long arms. Please, Sandcastle, really? He'll jump right out of the building. I look forward to it, Mike. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. You bet. That's Mike Mayock, who I will be spending more time with than uh, than than family members over the next uh, week joining me on the podcast um his top five at each position i believe will come out friday on nfl.com yeah it should be on uh, on nfl.com by friday and i think we beat his annual um his annual press conference uh, uh conference call with the national media i think we beat that by a day nice so always um, good to have mike on it's amazing it's amazing how he was saying you know oh, i know him from malvern and he, he just knows everybody well, I mean, he, he takes it so seriously, and just what he's become, and how he, you know, he started basically. He went into Steve Sable's office, yeah, and he was in real estate, and he's like, "I want to get into football. What can I do?" Sable said, "You know, why don't you hang around here a little bit?" And look what he's become. He's the voice of. Uh, he's he's our play, but he's our analyst voice for thirteen football games. He's NBC's analyst voice for all the Notre Dame games. Uh, he's done the last two wild card uh, Saturday openers for NBC, and he's our guy for the talent evaluation portion of the. I mean, people want to see his draft boards. I mean, when I say people, I'm like decision makers in the NFL. They want to they want to compare and contrast with it. I mean, Mike won't blow. He'll never blow his own horn, and he'll never get a Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> that not happening. I mean, everyone in the world's been trying to convince him. Never, but I, but you heard him say essentially, it's not sexy. It's not headline driven. But like last year, where it was like luck, RG three. What about the rest of the quarterback class? And um, you know, the the previous years, uh, uh, booty of, of uh, bounty of of um, defenders who can hunt Alden Smith and Von Miller and JJ Watt. Who's right. going to be this year's at? I mean, honestly, he basically said the the guy who's considered coming in the best quarterback that he can't buy him right now is the number one overall pick in the draft. And Geno Smith is going to throw everything at the combine. Barkley's going to do everything, too. I don't recall in my 10 years of doing this where every quarterback threw at the combine. Yeah. I mean, there were even some, like, third or eventual fifth rounders who decided, I'm not throwing. My agent told me not to throw. It doesn't work for me because the concept is agents say, don't throw at the combine because it's totally random who you throw to. And you do not know these receivers. You know, the quarterbacks just line up in alphabetical order and take a few reps and numerical order in alphabetical order for the wideouts. And they just randomly go through it. I never and, un- I never understood guys not throwing or passing on, on well, throwing at the combine. Because the agents say to them, you have nothing to do but knock yourself down a peg. 
And then there are all these talent evaluators who say, well, I knock you down a peg when you don't want to compete for me. And all of these evaluators that schlep to this building after a long season and spend six days essentially uh, away from home to go to this building to do work around the clock, essentially. Also, you know, maybe go for a late-night revelry moment. But uh, it, it offends them that for their convenience, they are in this building and you are working out for them for the privilege, not the right to play in the National Football League. And if you are not paying them the respect of doing your work for them, they they get offended. But then again, you know, so many guys have not worked out, and then they get drafted first overall, second overall, third, you know what I mean? So I don't know what to make heads or tails of it, but certainly for the NFL Network and our coverage of it, we want everybody out there. Right. I mean, it works for some guys. It works. For, it doesn't work for others. Cam Newton threw at the Combine. And- he did. Worked out okay for him, whereas Luck and RG3 did not. What's always amazed me, too, is if you look at the past two years with Cam Cam Newton coming into the Combine, there was talk of whether or not he was a first-round pick or a mid-first round, and then the Combine happened, and he just exploded. There was no doubt. Well, dude, everybody figured that because everybody didn't know. I mean, Cam Newton had only played, what, a a year, essentially, at Auburn? I mean, a year and a half at Auburn? And he had arguably the greatest college season ever. I know. But then it in the game against Alabama. I remember when Vince Vince Young, I wrote about this in in the book. Vince Young, the year he was at the combine, wildfire rumors spread that his that his wonderlick was a seven. Right. A seven. Fifty is the max. A seven. Now if you've taken the wonderlick and I have, it's time. It's it's pressure. It really is pressure because there's so many questions and but some of them are basic. Some of them are just basic common sense questions. You should be able just to take your time and get it. You have to get at least a fifth of it right. I mean, at the very <laughs> at the very very absolute minimum. Why are we not doing a wonderlick test? Well, they 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 guard it very it's highly highly guarded. This stuff is very secretive because it's trade secrets. It's uh it's a specific test. They don't want it out there. But if you want to write about it or do something, I mean, I took it one year at the combine. I think I got like a 36, but it's time crunching, man. What do you get, 12 minutes or something like that? Yeah, for 50 questions. Yeah, 12 minutes, yeah. 50 questions. So at any rate, um, that was the rumor. And everyone, well, Vince Young will never go anywhere. He's never, I mean, he's making the wrong decision, too, on his agent. I think he used a family friend. Mm-hmm. And everyone was wondering, well, let's question, question his intelligence. We question his... Um, his his commitment, his his loyalties, his decision making, and this was off of the greatest, in my mind, from what I have seen in my lifetime. His Rose Bowl performance against USC was the single greatest quarterbacking performance I've seen at the collegiate level. I mean, that game was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you could say at the professional level, the best single quarterbacking game that I've ever seen. Maybe Vic on that Monday night football game yeah, in, in against, Washington. Against the Redskins. Um, um, you know, there have been a couple of Aaron Rodgers games that I've seen that I thought were remarkable. Steve Young had a pretty good Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Phil Simms had one. And then, you know, let's not throw out what Kaepernick did against the, the Packers this past year in terms of single greatest performance. But this was right after what he did in the Rose Bowl. And within weeks, days, people were questioning whether – he had the right stuff, and um, and the Titans still took him third overall. And then we obviously learned that he doesn't have the right stuff. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Mostly. I mean, I'm sure he would sit there. I'm sure he's sitting wherever he is saying, hey, man, how am I not 
in this era of the pistol getting a shot here? And that's a good question. There's got to be some answer to that. But um, you heard from Mayock it's going to be an interior lineman draft. He's still, he's still wondering about these corners. Manti Teo, was, that was an interesting conversation with him. Yeah, linebacker 32 is going to have a lot of eyes on him there. That's the LB three two. Yeah, that's what he's wearing. Is uh, he's gonna and then and then the breaking news that he was catfished by uh, buddy Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Hit the cutting room floor. Hey, speaking of breaking news, uh, I know uh, people are still talking about the blackout at the uh, at the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, Let's this is beginning. Let's kick off our housekeeping portion of our of our podcast here. Um, I have I I have you know I know we found out that the energy company in New Orleans. Um, said uh, had to do with a faulty switch that was supposed to detect a power surge and didn't, and it was a whole big disaster. But they came clean. They finally ferreted out the re- the reason and reported it. But I have exclusive information. This is from the I team, correct, Rich? From the from the Rich Eisen podcast I team. That is what what has been reported as the reason of the blackout is not true. Not true. Here not, we go. Not true. It, here we go. What you're about to hear is, um. Is is a true story, and the questions asked by a school teacher. I mean, this is this is seriously the way this story has come out. Here, pl- should, should we just play it with that uh, setup? Might should as we well. Yeah. Hard setup? hitting news. Okay, here we go. Um, um, so um, so um, uh, Beyonce, do you know why? Do you know why the lights are not at the Super Bowl? Why? Because Beyonce. That's why the lights went out. How do you know that? Because she sang super loud, and then all the lights turn off, and like this, and all the TVs turn off, and then they turn off, oh, and then it was dark everywhere, and then people spoke, the lights are off, the lights are off, like that. They said that? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. Wow. I, I, I wondered uh, what the reason was. That's my four-and-a-half-year-old son. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the X-Men. His teacher, his teacher, uh, yeah, recorded that. Apparently, he went to school and was just telling everybody why the the lights went out in the Superdome during the Super Bowl, and she, you know, busted out her iPhone and and got that got that report. And um, there you have it. Leave it. It was Beyonce. She she did sang it. so loud that the lights <laughs> that the lights went out. <laughs> nice. Leave it to Xander to break it. I love. There it. you go. That's my son for you. Yep, he's got a career. He does. Future. Breaking but, news. But, I mean, the lights are out. The lights are out. That's what people... I, I was there. That's what people were saying. The TVs <laughs> were off. They were all out. That's an accurate report right there. And I think uh, I think the national media got scooped. Yep. I think you're right. By my son. <laughs> um, what, what other stories could, could we get Zan to break? <laughs> does, does, he, does he have any thoughts on the State of the Union last night? He might. He, well, actually, I think that was his water that Marco Rubio uh, <laughs> grabbed. I mean, that, that you know, at least it wasn't a sippy cup for Marco. Oh, Very true. Gosh. Very true. So, I mean, we could have him on that. Maybe we could... <laughs> We could have him report on Gronkowski's behavior <laughs> off camera <laughs> when we put him on the red carpet at the Oscars with you. I can't wait for our report back with Brock because you and I will be in, in Indy, obviously. We combine. will be in Indy. Uh, you can guarantee oh that I will be live tweeting Gronkowski on the red carpet, so oh stay tuned. Oh, my Lord. 
and that's going to be aired on NFL Network the Thursday after the combine. Yeah. So I, do, do we have a time? And do we have a time? On I that believe day? that's the twenty eighth of February. We yeah. don't, I don't think we have a time yet, but uh, we will. I will check back. Gronk's, check check the network grid. Gronk's also going to come in studio though on Tuesday. Yeah, he's going to promote he's it. He's going to promote it. So Brock will have it. a little little bit. So if you watch Total Access that Tuesday. Um, or Wednesday, he'll be in here. Also, there's the launch of the annual Run Rich Run campaign. Yes, sir. The uh, the annual campaign to run along with me, figuratively, on the 40-yard dash. Uh, I'm going to run it the Monday of the Combine. We will air it the Tuesday of the Combine. It will be the usual drill with Deion Sanders there to uh, poke holes, poke fun, have, have fun. Charles Davis will do the play-by-play. Mike Mayock will provide the commentary, and I will sit there and Take and hopefully, wa- yeah, take it all. Take it all <laughs> like a man. Hopefully, it'll be less than six seconds. Um, 6.03 last year, Rich. It was correct. And the good folks at uh, Sarah Swanson and her fabulous group at NFL Network Promotions. Yeah, marketing. And, and marketing. Uh, yep. Have put together a webpage, uh, nfl.com slash run rich run, where you can make your own video. Last year we did it. It it it, it, uh, it wasn't nearly as promoted as well as it's going to be this year. Where basically you just run at work in your work clothes, uh, run a forty yard dash at your workplace, just like I'm about to, and upload it, tweet it out, and you have a chance to win a two hundred dollar gift card to NFLShop.com, an autographed book uh, from me. And uh, do we want to throw? How about this? Do we want to throw something extra just where the three of us? will choose what we believe is the best video. Yeah, let's do that. I like it. We're we're sort of the grand council. We're sort of like those those grand judges. Or like the in, circuit court judges. Well I was actually gonna go like we're those judges um that put General Zod in that uh in that mirror like thing that they threw out into space in Superman two. Do you remember that? <laughs> okay. No? That's a, I mean, it's a we're pre- like it's the a, council. We're the council. It's a pretty deep reference. It's deep. It's deep. deep. Anyone who next knows, level. hey, anyone who knows Superman two and General Zod, they know that uh, they were guilty and got put into that 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 mirror that went out into space, and then all holy heck broke loose. But anyway, we're, we're the council. The three of us will judge I like as it. to who's best, and then what do we do? Um, do well, we give away another podcast appearance or no? Let's, let's test this one first. Let's yeah, well, te- that, let's and that's another thing, one. too, that's is true. that we have a winner from Germany, correct? We do. We do have a winner from Germany. I this will. is our, our fantasy playoff challenge um, payoff, where if you won our group, which wound up being 7,000 strong, right? right? Our group was about 7,000 yep. strong? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jan Bolmer, Bolmeyer from Germany. Okay. Uh, so I'm Apologies if I'm butchering his name, but we're going to get him on the horn when we get back from combat. How are we doing? Are you calling Germany pay, uh, general information? Well, is that what you're doing? Uh, the, the German 411? <laughs> yeah, he's going to give me his number, and then I'm going to test the line to see if we have international calling in here. Hopefully we, <laughs> hopefully we do. <laughs> and if we don't, we could... Uh, we could always Skype come it, on, right? I was about to say, come on, Renaya Tuiasa Sopo. Yeah. Let's FaceTime. Jeez. <laughs> come on, Renaya. So There's something called Skype, sweetheart. I know. Why point. don't you want to do it? <laughs> Uh, I, I can't. I'm sick. This is awful catfishy. Jeez. Let's see if, if this person in Germany really exists. I know. But, uh, yeah, so Jan, Jan was the winner, and uh, we are going to get him on. Okay. I mean, he wasn't just the winner. He boat raced all of us. He did, didn't he? Almost the entire, right, he came entire in the competition. Third right? overall, right? Yeah, third overall. Out of, and and that's like a quarter of a million entries were in the in the general pool, correct? Yeah. 
and over uh, that. Yeah, I think there was over a million signups. Actually, really? they had over a and million he finished signups. Third, our guy finished third. Incredible! Yeah. Wow, he rode the Niners. Yeah, they just got over a, a million and, signups. And, 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 and you just again next year got to file a mental note away right now. You choose one matchup and you stay true to it, and hopefully it hits. And then hopefully the the uh, of that matchup, the predominant number of folks that you've chosen is on the Super Bowl winning team. Yep, that's what you need. Yeah. I'll tell you what we'll give away for the uh, what we pick out. I have an extra um, NFL game rewind and game pass. Um, so this credential. is for so this is for the run rich run for run rich run. Yeah, whoever we deem submits the best video, uh, we'll give away. If they're okay. a domestic uh, listener, then we'll give them uh, NFL game rewind. Hey, it goes through August, and if they're an international, you'll get uh, game pass, which you can go back and watch any games or watch live Look NFL network coverage. Our latex salesman is suddenly Santa Claus. Yes, you got this. You're just pulling it out of your bag with a twinkle in your eye, and Christmas in February. There you go. I got some goodies. I got. I some like goodies. it. I like it, but um, we yeah, need some we need some podcast gear. Yeah, what's so we going can start on? giving the gear, away. The gear is coming. It's been okay. It's, it's coming. It's coming. I just I just had an email this morning about it, as dude. Well. If if we put it in a Chevy the day that Chevy started presenting us and drove it across country, right? <laughs> we did have that. We could have that Super swag Bowl. by we, now. By the way, we did have that idea we had to that do idea a Chevy Bowl? road trip to the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Rich that, is that, like that, me that with did, you guys in a car for forty hours. That didn't gain any traction. But I'm looking forward to this. My uh, my wife, Susie, and I really enjoyed last year watching these videos come in. There was, like, one uh, group of firefighters in their full fire gear running the 40, like, like slow motion. <laughs> they looked like the Michelin men running uphill oh, so in good. front of their firehouse, like lab technicians running down a hallway. One guy in the parking lot totally face-planted. That was my favorite one, by the totally way. Totally face-planted. So don't face-plant on purpose. But if you face plant, Submit you might video. get yourself a game pass. <laughs> you might win. Here, I'll actually read. We're not saying to tank it. Right. Don't, don't be, go yeah. full Bill Callahan. Exactly. Don't be offended. Just send them all in. Here's the official copy. Funny is good. Uh, for how you do this. It, it's simple. Uh, wear your work clothes. Run the 40 at work. Film it. Do it safely. Uh, yeah, do it safely. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't upload, pull a hammy. Upload your video at yeah. nfl.com slash runrichrun, or if you're you know good on social media, you can just tweet it to at NFL Network using the hashtag runrichrun. Right. Uh, the best and worst videos will get featured on air during NFL Combine coverage. And worst. I love it. And okay. worse. Yeah. Good. And then, um, as you said, you'll be entered to win uh, a $200 NFL shop card and an autographed copy of your book, uh, Total Access, A Journey to the Center of the NFL Universe. Very good. But check out the page because you can see all your runs awesome. from years past. Yeah, they've really um, done. They've really outdone themselves this year. Yeah. So, props to Sarah Swanson yeah, and, her, and her group. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Doing that. Um, so I have the REP picks here. Should we? Okay. Uh, so this again is this? what we chose preseason, right? Pre-season. Just before, just before the Giants and Cowboys played game number one of the regular season, we got together. I think Kurt Warner also. I took have part Kurt's in this. picks as well. Yes. And Michael Lombardi chose where, where we chose. And Turtle too didn't Turtle do it? Turtle did it. He did too. I uh, oh latex yeah. salesman Uh-oh. whiffed. He oh. didn't. That one slipped through the cracks. Slipped through the. I'd have to go back. That's and listen all right. To I think Jerry, Jerry came in post week I think, one. Uh, he did, and we and and, but and we let it slide. But we refused to put an asterisk on it. Uh, he took Aaron Rodgers because that's. Yeah, you know, I don't think he did very well. Yeah, if I, recall. I don't either. But I don't think any of us really did. But no. but a few of us uh, got, came close. But there's no cigar for that. Where we chose um, who was going to be in the Super Bowl, we chose MVP, we chose rushing champion, passing champion, we also chose coach of the year. Yes, we tried to do this 
completely blindfolded, essentially, to guess what would happen in the coming weeks. And in a season in which there were replacement refs, a fail Mary, Tim Tebow disappeared, catfishing, deer antler spray. <laughs> Who in the world could predict anything? Did we miss anything? Any, I, I mean, that's just a for instance, okay? Who could predict anything? We tried. That's the caveat. Now go ahead, Chris Law. All right. We'll How start, do we want to start? We'll start with Kurt Warner. Since uh, he's not here, we'll go with his. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 speak, we'll speak ill of those who are not physically present. present yeah. Okay. All right. Kurt Warner had for the Super Bowl uh, the Ravens and the Packers. So okay. he half uh, right. We could, are we giving partial credit there? Is that yeah? A that's half, half credit. Half point. Yeah. Half point. Yeah. This is this is like second grade uh, second grade uh, uh, grading style here. Got it. Got it. Partial uh, credit. You can get partial credit, and but there is no makeup homework though. You can't do it. <laughs> there's no bonus points. There's no bonus. There's no bonus. There's no makeup. If you missed homework, you can't make it up. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. So uh, you got his, half of it. His MVP was Drew Brees, so that would be incorrect. Incorrect. His coach of the year candidate was fired. Uh, Romeo Cornell. Oh, boy. Yes. Which, oh. remember when he said it, we, we were, were all like, like, oh, yes, Romeo. Romeo. We, we forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great, kicking ourselves. Great pick. Great uh. pick. Uh, rushing champ, he had Raymond Rice. Oh, boy. And uh, passing champion, Matthew Stafford. So he, now, where did Stafford finish? Stafford, I think. Second was, or third. Yeah. By the way. Because I had him as Just well. to tie it all together, with the Flacco... Um, uh, franchising. Albert Breer wrote a story on NFL.com on Wednesday about um, how the Ravens were going to do it and what the Ravens were thinking about and and uh, listed about um, the top because you know if you're franchise tag you have to you get the 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 average of the top five at the position. Yeah. Did you did did you guys see that story or that email? No. I haven't seen. No. Go ahead and guess guess who the top five. Are. At, at what Top five people who are going to be paid in quarterbacks in 2013 based on their salary. This okay. is this, and this is how it's going to be based. Uh, how they're going to base the decision on on, uh, Flacco. on Flacco. This is how much Flacco is going I to make. Say, based on I would that. say Peyton Manning. Peyton's one. Vic. Brady. I don't think Breeze. Vic. Breeze. Stafford. Since Stafford. Since by the number one, Tom Brady. Oh, Brady's one. I thought Tom I Brady is number one. Go figure that. Okay. Number two, Matthew Stafford. Wow. Stafford's two. Second highest paid. Uh, second highest paid quarterback. Where's wow. Where's Breeze on that list? In the National Football League, Breeze is not on that list. He's wow. not in the top five. And he just got a new, a new deal too. He wow. is not in the top five. Well, the Lions printing money up there with the Calvin Johnson contract. Well, I'll and... tell you what. It was he, that was from one of the last. Oh yeah, from that was from one big... of the last times when somebody just got drafted. Oh, yeah. and Sam you, Bradford up there, and you essentially won the lottery. Yeah, uh, let me million. let me let me get this for you. I'm trying to call. I've been desperately trying to call it up, but I have my new iPhone. Yeah. And I, I, but I can't. It's it's just hunting and pecking on search, this thing. There's a search tab. It's driving me nuts. Do you not have service at your house? I do have service. I'm fully settled in a in a, in a, in a, on a Wi-Fi zone, and this is driving me crazy. I am an old man <laughs> with this thing in my hands. Thirteen years with the black. I hate right? it in that respect. I mean, I love it. 
I, I need a, I need like a, a restraining order from it. Here we go. You, I found it. Okay. You sent us a picture the other day. I can actually uh, tell what it was. Number the, one. Here they are in order. If nothing changes, Breer wrote, if nothing changes between now and April 19th, the exclusive tag on Joe Flacco would cost $20.46 million, the average of the wow. top five quarterback cap figures for 2003. And those are in order, as you and I are currently sitting here, right in between the Super Bowl and the Combine. Brady, $21.55 million. Stafford, $20.82 million. Number three, you said Peyton, his brother. Oh. Whoa. Eli makes 20.35. Then Peyton clocks in at 20. Take a guess at number five. Not Breeze. Can you? Uh, it's going to be someone. Not, he was six. It's going to be you, someone we don't can expect. Can you go division? Philip Rivers? That's actually a good guess. Nope. Ben Roethlisberger. Huh. And now that could change because if he, if, he, if he negotiates a more cap-friendly figure, that's another way for Roethlisberger to stick it to Flacco as he's been doing most of his career. <laughs> but uh, And then there's another question. Will Aaron Rodgers get a new deal? But I just thought that blew me away. Stafford, number two. Remember that not story to, he told. To, remember that story he told when he, when he didn't have a dollar in his wallet. Well, no, I told I told you that story <laughs> oh, that yeah. I that the night before the draft, I did an event for uh, Sprint, and um, I interviewed uh, for their clients a private chat with I I moderated a private chat between Stafford and Sanchez, and I asked them. You know that was when everybody assumed Stafford was going to go number one overall. This is a Friday night before, and if you remember, I think the Lions finally put came to terms with him like mere hours before the draft on Saturday itself. He had not yet signed anything that night before. He walked there from his hotel with his buddies, walked there like eight blocks, and I asked him uh, how much money he had in his pocket, and he took out his wallet, and he had one single dollar in his wallet. And I'm like, this will be the last time Time in your life that that ever happens. That that will happen. And sure enough, here he is. Years later, uh, no playoff wins in. I mean, Sanchez at least has some playoff wins. Not to, you know, lay it on our, our friend there, but Stafford's second highest paid. I thought that was shocking. Wow. Uh, continue on. I didn't mean to riff off on a tangent there. No, so, yeah, passing champion Stafford. And, by the way, Stafford did finish second with 4,967 yards. And who was the passing champion? Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. 5,177. Man, a lot. Yes. So that's Kurt what Warner. What so that, Kurt Warner got uh, half a point. Half a point, Kurt Warner. Okay. Half out of uh, out of five. I think okay. he beat me, though. Um, Brockman, we'll go with you next. There you go. <laughs> Super Bowl Forty Seven: Patriots versus Packers. That's, uh, that's uh, a big zero. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, Law, I thought you've got a new toy that you could play sound effects. With. I, I do. I do have a <laughs> do new we have toy. A but I, do we have? Do we have? Do we have? What do we have here? Do we have something? I don't. I don't. For that specific? Uh, Are you just? It's I, such I, a new I, toy. I, you I, can't. You don't have any sound effects for this. It can go. Uh, Cheering. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's and what else? Uh, you want to? We, we have booing. You got to get. No. We got to get. There's not got, much on here. We've yet. got it. We've got that. You've got to download the prices right. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. I was gonna. Oh, I actually was yeah. listening to Seinfeld earlier because I was gonna get the uh, Save Italy Industries. Save Italy <laughs> Industries. You should get that. Get that. I don't I got, know if we have to pay for that. I but. got this. Law dead. <laughs> 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 All right, we're this. Look at us. We're a whole new podcast. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you might get around to a new open. Uh, yeah, that's that's coming. It's in the works. It's okay. in the works. Um, All right, let's keep going. So Brockman, Patriots, Packers. Yeah. Uh, MVP, Tom Brady. Yep. Coach of the year, also fired. 
Yep. Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith fired. <laughs> he good. Uh, he, they were 7-1 and one or something, right? right? You were looking good mid-season. Yeah, yeah. you were looking good. Uh, uh, rushing champion, Darren McFadden. <laughs> oh! <laughs> can we, t- can was, we subtract points for that he, one? Was he in the top 20? No. Yeah, no. No chance. And uh, passing champion, Matthew Stafford yeah. also. Yeah. No chance. So, what okay. was what was Mc, just for you know what and giggles? What was McFadden? Where did he finish? Let's see here. Oh. I would. How about this? I bet he wasn't even in the top sixty. Oh no no come on! Not even in the top sixty. Well, he is not. Oh yeah, here he is. He's number twenty-seven. Twenty-seven hundred and seven yards. I went a little nuts. Oh there. wow! Well, what's not, in the top twenty? Wow. Okay, so uh, we'll go. We'll go. You next, Rich. You sure. Go? Okay, Rich. You had. Patriots 49ers, so you get a half You get a half a point for Happy. that one. Thank you. I was MVP. so close. I was so close. I was so close to the – okay, it doesn't matter. MVP, yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers. He was a finalist. Well, he was a finalist. Do we, do we get any, any credit for that? No credit for that. What do you mean? He was a finalist, though. It was, he, came to, it was, he was one of the three finalists. I should get, I should get a third of a point. There. He was one of the five finalists. Yeah, well, the, well, so then I wasn't get, Brady a finalist? <laughs> so like, we both get point two. Mm. Yeah, you don't okay. get it. Yeah, no, no nothing. Um, <laughs> I get nothing and like it. <laughs> Coach of the year, uh, Greg Schiano, which uh, I was looking good, like ish Halloween ish. You, you were looking bad when he when he dove the on fourth down. Oh, I, I knew it was finished and, there, but then he went on a great run, and then they fell apart. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you could see for a minute, I, I was styling just a little bit when Doug Martin was going nutty. Your uh, your rushing champion had f- had fourteen hundred and twenty four yards, an awesome season, but he finished sixth. Arian Foster. That is insane. Yeah, that was good for only sixth. Because that's in-, in this passing league, right? Yeah, everybody's saying so. Fourteen hundred yards was good for only sixth. Wow. Yep. Doug and Martin, it- Jamal Charles, Marshawn Lynch, Alfred Morris, and Adrian Peterson. Jamal Charles, Alfred huh? Morris. Man. You know, Jamal Charles was lost in the whole hoopla. Say, that was very quiet of Adrian Peterson. Any other year, Jamal Charles has come back player of the year. Yeah, with, with no Because he blew his knee out, too. But I know it was just week one. But he blew his knee last year, too. And he was remarkable. The only bright spot, in a way, for the Chiefs this year. Yeah. True. All right, so so keep going. So and that you had, so I get um, half a point. Uh, Arian Foster, no. not ha- Oh, wait, you have well, passing for... champion Drew Brees. You there you go. Oh, one and a half points, everybody. One and a half points. In the lead. In the lead, suckers. You're <laughs> lapping, Brockman. Um, <laughs> yeah, baby. And you're uh, a full point up on uh, on Kurt Warner. A full point up on Kurt Warner. Yes. So, yeah, baby. myself, for Super Bowl 47, I had Ravens and Packers. That's so a half a point. Half a point. Uh, MVP, I had Drew Brees. Nothing. No, no dice. Uh, Coach of the year, I had Chuck Pagano. I'm going to leave this one open to you guys. Do we give him half a point for Bruce Arians? Quarter point? I, mean, give you, I, I think that's a full point. A full point? Full point, no. I mean, no, no, no. You, you do not get a full point. I that. mean, half at the most. Really? Quarter point? Dude, no. I know this may come across as heartless, but I, I, I think you get no points. No points. Oh. A name's a name. You were, I had a you on the record week. Name. I had you on the record week fourteen saying if if Bruce Arians won, I get yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't have me signing a paper or on tape. <laughs> that was actually I hate to tell you uh, on the phone that day. It was Renaya Tuiyasa-Sopo. Renaya Tuiyasa-Sopo. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, what John Stewart has done with Tuiyasa-Sopo has been genius. John Stewart's it's awesome. But uh, Brockman, do we give him half a point? A quarter at the most. 
Here's the thing, Chris, and, and I, I'm not ashamed to admit this, Law, is that if I give you a half point and you wind up beating me because of my beneficence here, <laughs> I need we need to see how the rest of this plays out before we before we give you. Well, the yeah, Lashawn McCoy is this rushing oh. champ. <laughs> half point, give him the <laughs> so, give him the half. I think yeah. you're fine. And Lashawn uh, McCoy, and Tom, Don't be, Tom Brady is my passing champion. Did Sean Derek McFadden McCoy. have more than McCoy this year? Uh, no, no chance, no chance. McCoy definitely had more. Even, even with Andy Reid, <laughs> even with Andy, even with him being hurt, with Andy because Andy Reid kept him in at the end of a meaningless game for him to get concussed, and then and then refused the new Jet offensive coordinator refused refused to give him the ball back to back. Oh, don't get me started. Marty Morton. No doubt. McCoy McCoy was better than McFadden. McCoy finished with 840 yards, 19. Oh. 19, yeah, he had yes. to. And, I mean, uh, my, still brutal because he was he was second he was a first or second overall choice in fantasy leagues everywhere. Oh yeah, people were this year not taking Arian Foster and taking yeah, not taking, taking Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. And my passing champion was Tom Brady. So Lord you get Lord. a full you Lord, Lord <laughs> so you get a full point. I get it doesn't matter because because yeah. Lombardi's about to crush us. Right? Yeah, Lombardi he gets the full point for the Super Bowl, right? L- Lombardi Lombardi gets the full point for the Super Bowl. Um, MVP, he had Flacco, so no points. that is not correct. Um, I actually don't have his rushing champion in front of me. Do either of you guys remember who, the, who he had? It definitely was not Adrian Peterson. No, no. Let's, let's move forward yeah, there. No well, whoever it was, it was not Adrian Peterson. I beat him. I yeah. beat him because his coach of the year was was who? Was uh, Harbaugh. Yep. He took John Harbaugh, and his uh, and his he went all in passing on the Ravens. champion was Flacco as well. He took him for yeah. both. Yeah, he went all in on the Ravens. But I'll tell you what. In the end, he was so, correct, but the bottom line is, in the regular season, <laughs> he was incorrect. So who wins? Who won it all? So who took it down, yeah, brother? You, you got a point and a half. I don't know how you weaseled your way into that victory. That was well, how did I weasel my way? Well, well how yeah. did I weasel my way? I just have Drew Brees knowledge. For you. I just have a knowledge of the yeah, game. That's true, and uh, and a savvy, <laughs> and a savvy that. Trying you to get put it all together. When you put it all together, it's just an unbeatable combination. Ridiculous. That's all. Just seriously, don't hate. Congratulate. That's R- all I'm saying. <laughs> R- ridiculous is what that is. But our fan, who uh, we have actually a, a tie um, between listeners, because remember okay. we had listeners uh, submit yes. picks. Yep. Um, Brian Scala, at Brian Scala1, uh, his REP picks were Ravens 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, his MVP was Breeze. Uh Coach John Harbaugh was his coach of the year. He had Chris Johnson, and then he had Breeze as the passing champion. Okay, so, so that's two points. Wow, two so that's points. two points for him. He, He's he, a winner. He beat us. Uh, and then Vince Gilbert, who is at Goonie since 85. Which Why are, wouldn't he be? Of course. Goonies, yeah. Goonies never say classic. die, Rich. Um, Good Lord. He also had Chuck Pagano. So I, if we're not giving the full point, then he <laughs> – We can't give the full point. I'm sorry. So, Half point is really – the most we could so do. So Vince yeah. Gilbert feels my pain because he's no longer a, a winner. And um, and then finally, uh, Irish Terrence STL, TMCA. Uh, he had the Ravens and 49ers as Super Bowl correct, and he also had Drew Brees as passing champion. So in other words, nobody got coach of the year or no one's going to get – no, no one would well, ever guess yeah, it would be yeah, an yeah, – op- right. I mean, we, we were doomed from the start. Yeah, no one could ever – Because, I mean, who would ever would have thought that well, – let's look at offensive coordinators for that gig too. But nobody got Adrian Peterson. But nobody got – nobody would have gotten – yeah. I mean, how in the world are you going to get coach of the year and rushing champion right this year? You were, you was, you were, you were doomed from the start. Yeah. And no one ever thinks a running back is going to win MVP. 
That's correct. That's normally a quarterback award. (laughs) Certainly when that running back has blown his knee out mere days after Christmas, just the uh, calendar year before. So I think insane, insane. We, we had told those guys their prize would be uh, Punters Are People t-shirts, so we'll get those we'll get them uh, out. out to them. We and, will uh, if, uh, What we'll do, guys, is we'll follow you on Twitter from at the Eisen Podcast and just direct message us your address, and we'll get it sent out to you. Good times. All right, we've prattled on enough. Yes. Um, I want to thank Mike Mayock. Uh, once again, go to Run Rich Run. Um, the, uh, uh, I guess, NFL.com slash Run Rich Run. Yep. Um, and um, go ahead. And there's also a, a new venture that I'm going to talk about a little bit more later on. I meant, haven't mentioned it to you. Getfreeagent.com. Getfreeagent.com. It's a new a new thing that I'm uh, I'm involved with, and just throwing that out there. I know you guys are sort of speechless about that. First, but, I'm hearing about it. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, you know I'll be talking a little bit more about it moving forward. Great. And um, also. Um, Get those videos up, right? Yes, submit them. iPhone videos, Android videos, whatever you got. Get them in. in. Tweet them, NFL Network, and uh, let's make uh, make an awesome video. All right. Next week, Thomas Dimitrov to uh, tell us how he's getting ready, how a big-time bona fide general manager in this league gets ready for the NFL Scouting Combine 2013. And then for Oscar weekend 2013, uh, I can't wait to tell Jim Moore Sr., who we are putting out <laughs> on the red carpet. How many diddly poos do you think he gives Gronk on the red carpet? I, but I just I can already just guess his reaction. But we'll talk about that next week when we uh, put that podcast out. I guess well, we'll do that the Tuesday of, uh, of Combine. Yeah, we'll week. throw that up on uh, Monday or Tuesday. All right. Well, is it Tuesday or Monday? I, I, think, I think we'll go with Monday because it's, it's a – Do you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. I think we'll, we'll, get, uh, we'll get it up Monday. All right. We'll get do a, that. Get a full week out of it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you, Rich. Rich, good for, times. For at Chris Law and at Chris Brockman for at the Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy, my name is at Rich Eisen. Peace out.